you're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 96th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, I'm switching topics from diversity, equity, and inclusion to leadership. And I have with us one of my friends and colleagues, Dr. Ruby Powell. The voice of Dr. Ruby Powell has been heard as a corporate trainer, motivational, inspirational speaker, and professional development empowerment coach. She is the executive director of Dr. Ruby E. Powell and Associates, LLC, and Oasis Empowerment Zone, which is a nonprofit. She dedicated over 35 years serving the needs of families plagued by abuse, neglect, mental illness, substance abuse, sexual abuse, and domestic violence. Her current mission is to empower leadership in life and in business. Welcome, Ruby, and thanks so much for joining us today to talk about leadership. Thank you, Kim. It's my pleasure. Well, I love watching your development as a professional. I've seen you go through some uh, some growth and change, and it's just exciting to see. How did you discover your passion to serve as a coach? I've gone through a few different career opportunities. When I first went to college, I was a engineering major for about two and a half years. And I realized that that was not necessarily my passion, even though I love designing buildings and doing drafting work and all of those things. But I realized that my passion was helping people. I changed my major, went into criminal justice pre-law, which was also not my passion, but realized as I began to work on my master's degree in psychology that my real passion was making people feel better, making people's lives better. So that has been my mission for the last 35 plus years to try to help to make people's lives better in the professional arena, working for someone else, and then ultimately working for myself. Very good. I know in your intro, it says that you're an empowerment coach. What exactly does an empowerment coach do? An empowerment coach help people to eliminate limiting beliefs and to help them to recognize the I can in their message. In other words, so many times people have heard the message of I can't do this or you can't do this or you're not this. I help people to recognize based on what their strengths are, that they can do whatever it is that they dream to do. I help them to hear their voice. I help them to recognize those things that they are good at. I help them to recognize what their passions are and what those things are that they want to operate in while they're fulfilling their dreams. That's a really special service because I know that a lot of people get stuck doing what they think they're supposed to do or doing what other people think they're good at or what other people think they should do. Listening to our own guidance system must really be a breath of fresh air for some. Yes, absolutely. And I've had so many people come back to tell me, I've never heard it like that before. I've never thought about it like that before. I didn't know I had my own voice. As a matter of fact, I got a call yesterday from someone that I had recently worked with that had attended a conference. The first thing she said to me is, I heard my own voice. I was able to use my voice based on the things that you taught me. 
it really ignited me because it helped me to know that I'm doing the right work and that I am doing what my mission says in helping people. Absolutely. It's so gratifying to get that kind of feedback. Absolutely. It is. Who do you typically work with? Who's your target market and why are they your target market? Who is it that you're looking to work with? I work with two different audiences in my two different companies. So in my Dr. Ruby E. Powell and Associates LLC, I work primarily with professional women. These are sometimes women who, as you mentioned, are people who are doing what they think they should do or what someone else told them they should do, but they're not fulfilling their passion. They're not finding their own gratification or they're just going through the motions just to provide for their families. I work with those women to, again, help them to hear their voice, help them to recognize what they would do for the rest of their life, even if they didn't get paid to do it. And that's how they identify their passion. In my not-for-profit organization, I work primarily with low-income single mothers. And I provide a lot of the same services, but the message of empowerment is really important with them because so often low-income single mothers have stopped living their dreams or even stopped seeking their dreams because they've become parents. Their life's mission, if you will, has become, I got to raise my kids. I've got to provide for my kids. They get stuck deciding that that's what they're going to do for the rest of their life instead of living their dream. I help them to recognize how they can balance recognizing, preparing for, and fulfilling their dream along with the work that it takes to raise their children. So you don't have to put one on the back burner to do the other. You can do them simultaneously. Yes, absolutely. I think you might be living, breathing proof of that. I am totally living, breathing proof of it. My oldest daughter, who's now 30 and married, was born right in the middle of my master's program. And I was a single parent for 11 years before I got married to my wonderful husband and had three additional children. During those years, I worked full time in social service as well as getting my master's degree. Was it hard work? You better believe it was. But anything worth having is worth working for. I made a lot of sacrifices during those years to balance career, parenthood, and education. That's the experience that I have that allows me the opportunity to do the work that I do today. And I recognize that everybody's story is not my story. I recognize that everybody's not willing to make some of the sacrifices that I made. But I also know that with those sacrifices come reward. Yeah, definitely. How does your program work? If someone were to decide to work with you, either in the not-for-profit sector or in your Dr. Ruby E. Powell business, how does the program work? Both of my programs start with a pre-assessment. Once a person books a free 30-minute discovery call with me, they'll immediately get a pre-assessment form. And that form kind of walks them through what are their goals? What are their visions? What is the transformation that they want to see at the end of the process? That helps me to craft an individual program for them. None of my programs are cookie cutters because guess what? Not everybody is created equally. I use a strength-based approach to help people to recognize just what it is that they want to do. For my for-profit program, once that pre-assessment is made, we do a 30-minute discovery call where I really hear their pain points. What got you to the place that you're in now? And how can I help you move forward? 
those that are at the point where they have a plan, they know what they want to do. Some of those people are ready for the coaching process. But I also recognize that so many women have limiting beliefs based on past history, based on past trauma, based on other things that have caused them to say, I can only do this. I can't do anything different. For them, I recommend a counseling program just a very short-term counseling program so that we can break down the walls of those limiting beliefs to prepare them for the coaching process. That's pretty much how I start. The counseling program, as I said, is four weeks, followed by the coaching program, which is a minimum of 12 weeks. If there are people who I recognize need a lot more work and more therapeutic intervention, then those people I will refer out to someone who is willing to do therapy. Although I'm qualified and licensed to do therapy, my program is primarily coaching. So I want to prepare people to be ready to benefit from the coaching process. The therapeutic process doesn't necessarily fit that model for me. I have the same situation in my business. As a therapist and counselor, it's really not ethical for me to also coach the same people that I'm counseling and vice versa. It's a hard thing for people to understand if they're seeing you for coaching and you uncover something that requires therapy, they don't understand necessarily why you can't just do that. Right. I think the power difference is very different between a coach and a counselor. A coach is more of a partner, whereas a therapist is more of a helper, which changes the dynamic of the relationship. I'm glad that you recognize and distinguish between the two. How does the services you provide benefit your clients? The services that I provide on the not-for-profit side, as well as on the Dr. Ruby E. Powell and Associates side, benefit my clients because now, for some of them, for the first time in their life, they get an aha moment. They get a, I can do this moment. They get someone who comes alongside and help guide them through the process of going from where they are now to where they want to be. Part of that includes goal setting. Part of that includes breaking through some of the things that are causing them to not be able to go forth. And that's still on the coaching side. I help women to develop steps that will go from point A to point B. Sometimes women recognize that I'm not going to be able to do this in 12 sessions. I need to do more. For them, I craft an individual program that will add steps to it. The other part of the program is, you heard me talk about the pre-assessment. I also do a mid-course assessment. So after that sixth week, my clients do a mid-course assessment. The mid-course assessment kind of talks them through, are you meeting the goals that you expected to be meeting at this point? Have we uncovered the things or have we guided you in a way that you needed to be guided to accomplish your ultimate goal by the 12th week? And if we have not, let's talk about how we can change that so that we can better target your goal. It's all client-focused, client-oriented. It's not about what I want for them. It's about what they want for themselves. They guide the process. If we're not hitting the mark, if we're not going towards the mark, then we stop and reassess and reevaluate how to get back on the mark. Finally, we end with a end of course or end of coaching session or an assessment. At that point, the client had the opportunity to end there having successfully fulfilled their dream or successfully gotten a direction as to where they want to go, or they make the decision as to whether they want to continue with coaching. Mm-hmm. 
it sounds like the coaching client is really the one in charge. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's a different experience than counseling. Surely as a counselor, our clients have a lot to say about what happens. But as counselors, Mm -hmm. I think both you and I know that we tend to direct the process a lot more than we do in coaching. That can be a real relief for coaches because we don't have to determine someone else's process. We're checking in with them to see where do they want to go. It's a sweet spot for me too. So it's fun to hear somebody love the same thing about coaching as I do. Well, one Um, of the things that I help people to recognize is that counseling deals with the past. Coaching deals with the future. That's the best way that I can explain it. Let's deal with the past. Let's deal with what got you stuck. And once you get unstuck, let's talk about the future. Let's guide you in the future. Right. Beautiful. I agree with that. That's a good distinction. Ruby, you have such an eclectic background. I'd like to hear about the schooling that you did. You mentioned criminal justice. You mentioned psychology. I don't even know what your doctorate is in. Would you mind telling us how that progressed and how you ended up doing what you're doing now? You're absolutely right. I do have a very eclectic background. As I mentioned earlier, I started off my undergraduate career as a architectural engineer major. I loved being in that major because I went to a technical high school. And so we were required to do certain technical classes, such as drafting and all of that. During my high school, I had the opportunity to visit art institute and buildings and all of those things and just fell in love with it. But what I also recognize with an engineering major or an engineering background is that engineers are not really people friendly. That wasn't me. And so I changed my major to criminal justice, which was also something that I was very interested in. And I actually spent a couple of semesters in law school after I got my criminal justice pre-law degree and realized that even though I love to fight for the underdog, it would be really hard for me to defend someone who I knew was guilty. Again, I changed my major. And when I started working on my master's, I uh, worked on my master's in psychology, guidance and counseling. By that point, I realized I had a voice for helping people. And so once I completed that degree, I began my doctoral studies some years later. And that doctorate is in educational leadership, curriculum and instruction design. It has given me the experience of writing curriculum, knowing what it takes to write good curriculum. And it helps me in my design of workshops. So yes, a very eclectic educational background. I would call that extremely well-rounded and suited to be the amazing coach that you are. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't already ask you about, Ruby? I also have a consulting component of my Dr. Ruby E. Powell and consultants, coaching, counseling, and consultants. The consulting primarily work with businesses to help them to make sure that they are fulfilling their mission. And some of the ways that I do that is through doing gap analysis, needs assessments, and helping to craft a program for those companies that will help them to really delve into fulfilling their mission. That's also another service that I offer in that particular company. My business tagline is empowering leadership in life and business. I'm also open for public speaking engagements. I'm also open for workshops. I craft my own workshops based on what companies or those that contract with me need. I do the research, I craft the workshops, and I deliver the workshops. 
I love that. So your workshops are individually tailored for your customers. You don't have, again, no cookie cutter workshop. No cookie cutter workshop. Yeah, that's beautiful. It almost sounds like you and I are twins from different mothers or something because uh, you do a lot of the same things that I do. And some people might ask me, why would you have a competitor on your podcast? Well, to me, you're not a competitor. We are soul sisters. Yes, we are. And different people are going to be attracted to you than are attracted to me. So there's really, in my opinion, there's absolutely no competition at all. Both of us support one another. And that is the beauty of having an abundance mentality instead of a scarcity mentality. So I'm grateful to call you friends and I'm really happy to hear about your growth in this area. I think it's terrific. And I know that you help a lot of people. Thank you. You mentioned you do some other things. I know you do. And I know there's some things you haven't mentioned. What other offerings do you have in terms of workshops, in particular books, speaking opportunities, and other things I know about your book? Maybe you'd like to share about that. My husband and I are marriage and family counselors. And so we provide marriage counseling to couples that are in crisis. We have written a book called It's All His Fault, It's All Her Fault, The Blame Game, The Right Way. It was published in 2019, and it is still available on our website at theblamegame.us. We just kind of talk a little bit about our story and how we found ourselves at a crisis moment and how we overcame that crisis. So instead of blaming each other for our downfalls and demise, we used our differences to leverage the strengths to create a successful marriage. And we've now been married just short of 19 years. And loving every minute of it, should I say? Well, you should um, say, because we, there's a lot of people married 19 years and they're not loving every minute or each other much anymore. So that is a big component for sure. It's not to say that we don't have our moments where things are not the best, but we have learned that we are not each other's enemy. We have learned that we are each other's ally. The strengths that he have complement my weaknesses and the strengths that I have complement his weaknesses. And we've learned how to take those things and work together as marriage and family counselors. We're also available for conferences and workshops in that area as well. I'm also a John Maxwell team member. I use some of the components of the John Maxwell team in my counseling, coaching and consulting. You can hear from the assessment base. I have my own brand of coaching, counseling, and consulting as well. And I'm in the process of working on, as Kim knows, I've been working on a couple of different books for a number of years. 2022 will be the year that those other books will be published. Terrific. I'm looking forward to that. I can just speak to how much I really enjoyed your book and the way that you put it together. If you read the left-hand side of the book, you're getting one person's perspective and you read the right-hand side, you're getting another person's perspective. It's really awesome that you read the book like every other page, turn it over and go back and read the other pages. The other thing that was so fascinating to me about your book project is that you wrote that book without reading the other person's writings. And yet it turned out to be so simpatico, if you will. It was amazing. I really love that about the story of your book. My husband actually came up with the outline. He came up with the chapter titles and all of that and said, here, we need to write this book. He emailed it to me and I said, 
okay, I came up with a unique design feature of it being a flip book. So you actually get two books for the price of one. You hear his story, you hear my story, and you're absolutely right, Kim. We wrote those books in isolation. He would spend his time writing, I would spend my time writing. And honestly, it wasn't until our book signing, our book release, that we even heard anything about what each other wrote. I took the opportunity because there were some additional edits that we had to do for our second printing of the book. That's when I actually read through his entire manuscript because I had to do it in order to make the edits. It really brought me to tears because honestly, some of the things that I thought he took for granted in me were things that he was actively working on trying to complete or to change in himself. And I was doing the same thing on the other side. As you said, it was 100% sympathetical. Thank you. Yeah, it was beautiful. If anyone listening would like to hire you, get in touch with you for any of the many things that you do, how would they do that? I am on all of the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. But the easiest way to reach me is through my website, and that's Ruby E. Powell.com. You can actually go on and write on the first page if you want to book a discovery session free, complimentary 30-minute discovery session. Click on that link. It'll take you directly to my calendar and you can book your 30-minute session. That's the easiest way to find me. But you can also connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Ruby E. Powell and Associates LLC, on Instagram at Associates. And on LinkedIn at Dr. Ruby E. Powell. Thank you for that. I'll make sure I put all those links in the show notes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for being a guest here and talking about your gifts and your skills and your passion, lighting the way, walking the path ahead of the women that you're helping so that they can see what you do and do the same. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be talking with Mark Tovar about executive coaching. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.